Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful The Arsenio ZSL Podcast, bringing to you today another Business English Podcast, man. So grateful to be back as always. There are many, many, many good things that are actually happening and going on in the world. I hope you guys are going into the last third of this year with some excitement, knowing that the holiday season and so many things are just right around the corner. I hope that you guys learned so much from my podcast and you shared it with other people around the world and so many great things. I can't wait for the 1 million, uh, the 1 million in terms of how many people actually listen to me on a consistent basis, the 1 million downloads and stuff that's going to be coming up real soon. And so I just want to say thank you to everyone who has supported the podcast. We're going to be getting into and reviewing a couple of things. See, back in, I would have to say September, well, not so much September, but Throughout the season, season number six, number seven, number eight, some seasons were at the dawn of COVID. Some of them were just be- before COVID in terms of the Business English podcast. And so much has truly happened in regards to, you know, how we have changed the way the world views business travel. See, a lot of us don't even have to travel for business anymore. You know, I think the last time I had to do a little business travel was probably way before COVID. This is 2016. When I had to teach uh, some university students at the time. But again, 2016, there really wasn't much Zoom, okay? People were still using that garbage software, Skype, (laughs) okay? And so when business travel ended up, you know, coming to a halt, grinding to a halt during COVID, we had to switch it up. You guys already know my stories. There were so many different instances where the Thai companies and Thai people, they always wanted like a blonde hair, blue eye, Thai, uh, I'm sorry, foreign teacher. Right. There could be a Russian getting a teaching job over me who spoke zero English just for the sake that he had blonde hair, blue eyes and white skin. But now in terms of those ties changing and me building up my entire online business, all thanks to COVID and being very creative, I don't have to deal with that bullshit anymore. The majority of my students right now on Monday through Friday come online, even the business English class that's just about finished. Okay, by the time you guys hear this, uh, that class will have already finished. This only comes like uh, like everything I do Monday through Friday is all online. I don't have in-person classes. At the beginning of this year, I did have an in-person class on a Monday and Wednesday when I was teaching at a company. But other than that, nothing. Everything, like I said, has changed. And even if I were, but last year, you guys already know some of the stories. I would have to travel very far and waste about hour and an hour and a half to get to a specific company that wouldn't even pay me that much to teach them. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to double down on my Zoom, on my online marketing and so many different things and learn about marketing and funnels and all that. And so that's what I started doing at the beginning of this year. And my business went fivefold. It like it five times to what it used to be, especially last year and especially the year before. And it's all thanks to my adaptability and teleconferencing. See, I don't know if there's a lot of business travel like it there used to be, but to be honest with you, everything is done online. Everything is done online. Like, why would I go to America to attend a business meeting when I could just log on? There's still a lot of conferences. There are some of the the seminars and stuff you you guys probably don't know, but I follow Brendan Richard, one of the biggest high-performance coaches, Uh, The biggest high performance, excuse me, the biggest high performance coach in the world right now. And to be honest with you, I learn a lot from him 
even when he's at conferences, I can still watch him through my computer. Do I have to go there? No. Would I like to go there? Absolutely not. My personality type, I'm a defender. Uh, I'm not a protagonist. I'm not a person who likes to go into different areas and like to be, hey, hello, my name's AJ, and be the center of all attention like I used to be at, you know, the different gyms that I went at, you know, between 2018 and 20, uh, 2021. I'm a person who keeps a very low profile when I meet specific individuals. Today is very different, though. Because today I'm actually, what I just told you about the business English uh, class that I taught, Greenpeace Thailand. I want to bring them on for a podcast, as a matter of fact. But Greenpeace Thailand, you know, I'm going to be meeting them face-to-face for the first time. I've been teaching them probably for about 14 classes. Our last class, footnote, 20 classes, 19 classes. The last class is going to be coming up here just very shortly. But I'm going to be meeting them for the first time. But do I honestly go out as often? No. To be on, uh, outside of me getting married and everything this year, I do not go into Bangkok, which is just literally like 100 meters away, to meet people and to hang out with them. The last time I had hung out with someone and the only time I hung out with someone outside of my wedding and everything was with a guy who I went to school with about 19 years ago. That was the only and last time I had hung out with someone. I went to a bar and I'm over here having a drink midday and everything. This doesn't happen often. Because I'm one of those people who like to like protect my loved ones. And I'm not a person that likes to, I'm not an introvert. Well, I guess you could say I'm an extrovert. I am an extrovert. But the thing is, do I like going to social events and meet up with people? No, I like a massage. I like hearing waves crash. I love going on, you know, uh, brisk walks in the forest and seeing sunrises and sunsets. I meet people, no doubt. But I don't like going to loud events because I have a little bit of tinnitus, very, very little, like 0.5. And I don't want to jeopardize my ears and my hearing for loud music. I don't want to be around a bunch of people. I would never go to a football game. I would never go to a World Cup game anymore. But anyways, in terms of saying that, I have evolved as a person and I have adapted to the world's changes, especially in regards to technology. And should you have? When it comes to teleconferencing and having these meetings and stuff like that, If someone said, hey, can you come out here for a meeting in this country, that country? I'm going to be like, absolutely not. I'm going to do it. We're going to do it right here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to join you right here on this video call, and that is it. But a lot of people, they still do not like the adaptability. I do believe that at some point we're going to be able to put on a VR set and we're going to see each other's faces sitting in a room and we're going to be able to communicate with one another like that using our mannerisms, but probably not yet. I got a telepresence article right here that I'm going to read out to all of you right now. It says here, we live in a world of paradox. Technology has allowed us to establish economically advantageous business operations worldwide. Fuck, five big words back to back to back to back to back to back. However, to excel in today's fast-moving business environment, you have to interact and collaborate with coworkers, partners, customers all over the world at a moment's notice. You need to continuously innovate and transform your business model to maintain the competitive edge. Boom. And you need to plan ahead to respond rapidly to unexpected issues that affect business continuity. I'm going to stop right there in that first paragraph. You guys understand what that means? Like, there's no way that you're going to be able to wake up and say, oh, something's going wrong at the warehouse. We have to get, uh, we have to talk to you, come down here, fly 5,000 kilometers away. No, we're going to get on a call and we're going to go that way. 
you know? And so you're going to have to be very adaptive in regards to that. If you look at Elon Musk, the biggest douchebag, he's like just the biggest diva, the most annoying person. I do absolutely respect and love Tesla, but him as an individual, he is a troll beyond comprehension. But nonetheless, if we actually look at Elon Musk and him just saying, oh, if you don't want to come back to work, consider yourself resigned. And I'm like, but if people can actually like coders do work at home, why not? What's the problem? Now, aeronautical engineers and these other different types of engineers that work at SpaceX or Tesla and stuff like that, and they need a human body there, I totally understand that. You can't have a doctor working from home, although there are home doctors that actually have their little home business there. I understand that. But I'm talking about just doctors in general. They got to be at a hospital. Totally understand. But me, I'm not going to go all the way to the other side of town, lose an hour and a half to make just the very fraction of an amount. Just to lose another hour and a half to come all the way back home, that's three hours. You're literally only paying me probably 20% of what I'm worth in one hour. The other hour is practically free, and you're not even giving me the other three hours of travel. No, thank you. This is when I ended up taking myself out of this, and I said, okay, no more. I'm not going to do this anymore. Everything is going to come online. The majority of all my students, to be honest with you, every student I've had online the past three years, the past three years, I've met none of them. None of them in terms of my students in the Western Hemisphere. None of them. Today is going to be the first day that I actually meet students who I've been teaching a long time but never really met them in person. The second, the other time I had a business English class who I taught two rounds. And then I ended up meeting them for the first time, the most awkward feeling on the planet. It just felt like everyone was an introvert. It was embarrassing. <laughs> but with that being said, there are a lot of things that I learned from both online and offline, but I still get the feel of what an individual is. Yes, there are people in which it is better teaching them in person versus online, 1000%. But you have to make do with what you got. Another paragraph is at the same time, much of business is still done based on the quality of your relationships with the people with whom you interact most often. To build and maintain these critical relationships, you often need to travel which translates to lost time and reduced productivity, not to mention valuable time spent away from home and family. All of the points to the need, or all of this points to the need for a technological solution that allows the same type of face-to-face -face business interactions without the constant need for global travel. That's where the concept of this telepresence comes in. It allows for real-time face-to-face communication and collaboration over the network with colleagues, prospects, partners, on the opposite hemispheres. Now, obviously that article probably was written, whoo, holy shit, probably like 2013, 14, 15. I didn't first hear about Zoom until, to be honest with you, maybe 2020. You know, I used Skype 2018 and even 2019 to teach a couple of students from Afghanistan. You know, but other than that, I was at a loss of how things could be done. And... To be honest with you, there are a lot of students whom I which much prefer teaching them online. But for kids, you got to have them in person. You got to have them on in person because if not, their parents are going to have to waste their time and their productivity sitting there with the child. So in terms of saying that and seeing how much everything has evolved, I remember the last, I don't even know how I met this teacher. She's from Turkey and she taught at a private school. And I actually, um, it was a very awkward podcast 
you know, but there was only one student out of the 15 who were very talkative and stuff like that. And I remember mentioning uh, very briefly. It was ridiculous. I shouldn't have mentioned it, but I mentioned Syria and the teacher interrupted me and say, sorry, we don't talk about that here. And I'm like, God damn. Oh, so, oh, sorry. I didn't even want to mention that. Uh, but at the same time, again, this is a Turkish school that I, I slipped up three years ago and mentioned Syria. But nonetheless, she was like, oh, I hate doing this online teaching. I hate doing this online teaching. I hate doing this online teaching. I'm like, regardless if you hate it or not, you're going to have to adapt. And to be honest with you, that I remember the last time I probably had heard her was probably about three years ago. I must have removed her. But I don't know what it was. Just I don't even know how I met her, to be honest with you. But. After that, you know, I had a couple of students. I had a Cuban student who was living in Turkey. And then I had someone from Spain and another girl from Peru and another girl, a few people get in contact with me in 2020 and said, could you coach me? And so I had to start building up that brand, that face value. Whereas you here are sending a CSL podcast and you're like, what word of association associate itself with that? You know, that's exactly what I had to transform and adapt into. That's not what it always used to be. Very easy to claim that you have services in these garbage ass Facebook groups and you don't even have a brand. You won't even have a YouTube. Now me, I really don't focus on YouTube because my brand isn't on YouTube. But again, with that being said, you have to build up that brand integrity. By doing that over the last three years, that's exactly what I did. And that's the beauty of teleconferencing and coaching online. Because I could tell you right now, before this in 2015, 14, 13, it was all word of mouth. And considering that I was quote unquote black and living in a country that was so anti quote unquote black, there was no way that I was going to be able to become the success based on the color of my skin and what people thought about me. And then when I finally took myself out of the equation, I started building up on so many other things. That's when I finally said to myself, wow, well, to be honest with you, I think everything is going to change for the better. And although I live here in Thailand, doesn't necessarily mean that I need Thai students to teach. I see a lot of different people now on so many different occasions. And I never say, oh, I'm just a teacher. No. And I'm not a teacher for this country either. I'm just not. I'm a coach for other people who are trying to be spurred on to success. Not someone who get, who goes to a place and holds people's hands and goes book by, oh, I'm sorry, book by book, page by page. I just don't do that anymore because it's too time consuming and it's not fulfilling work. So by building up my brand online and seeing what my online persona is, it's all at the expense of being able to do this via online and especially with Zoom. So with that being said, we're going to be listening to an audio and a few other things coming up in the next Mr. Singles podcast. And until then, stay tuned for more over and out.